everyone, this is Jack from the Cardboard Herald, and today we are going to be casually, and I mean casually, talking through my experience with Dungeons and Dragons Onslaught, an upcoming skirmish miniatures game by WizKids and D and D licensing, you know, the, the whole shtick there. I got this adorable little preview kit. I mean, it's just so cute, and it has preview kit on it. It just has a couple things in it. It has two characters for each of two sides and a little mini scenario and two little goblin dudos who come into play as NPCs for you to defeat. And you just get a little bit of a, a taste, a little a little smidgen of a game in order to see what is going to be uh, coming in the upcoming retail release around January 2023. Can't believe we're already talking about January 2023. But the point that I am making is I've got my hands on it. I've seen what it has to offer and I'm going to tell you what I think. So what is this game? So from the demo, what I can definitively say is that this is going to be a team-based skirmish game in which a team is playing against another team that may be expanded in the final retail release to having multiple teams in play, or it could just be 1v1. But this here is one team of two dudos and another team of two dudos are going to battle it out with one another, hoping to have the most points by the end of six rounds or definitively kill both of your opponent's characters by the end of those six rounds. Either way is going to result in you winning. Now you get points in this, and I think this is just one of several objectives that scenarios might have in the full on release. But in this one, you get one point if you kill a goblin, you get two points if you kill a character, which makes sense because they're big badass characters. So killing them is a big deal. It also disables your opponent because they don't respawn their characters as opposed to goblins who do respawn at the end of a round. And you get three points if you're holding on to the flame tongue treasure an ultra snazzy sword that you can pick up, but is dropped as a loot token if the character holding it takes damage at any point, which can then be claimed by anyone else. So to recap, one point per goblin, two points per knocking out another player, three points if you have flame tongue at the end of the sixth round, person with most points, or any surviving characters wins. Now, what I see this as is a real modernization of two concepts. One is the kind of dungeon crawl D&D 5th edition sort of concept. Like, how do we codify some of these concepts that have really modernized dungeon crawls and role-playing games and then put them into an easy-to-use, intuitive, and really fun, robust system? And at the same time, how do we make skirmish games just feel all that much better? For some context, I'm kind of on the fence on skirmish games. Like, I've played Imperial Assault as a skirmish game. I've played Mage Wars. I, I've done several skirmish reviews on this channel, but skirmish games have never really been my jam, my jelly, my peanut butter. But what is is dungeon crawl games. And so we're going to get to a little bit on how those concepts homogenize later on and also what some of my thoughts on the future of this might be. 
Now, there are some things I really like about this. First off, the initiative system is brilliant. You have four cards, one through four, and the active player gets the first initiative card. That means that they're going to be the player who has a character go first, and anything that comes down to the active player making a decision when it comes to like breaking ties or starting to put out goblins who respawn, that comes down to the person with the first initiative card. Then the remaining cards are dealt out randomly. You put first initiative on one character, and then of course the remaining card is going to go on the other, and your opponent gets to assign their initiative cards. And then at the end of a round, that first player initiative card is going to pass to your opponent who becomes the active player. This kind of gives a degree of momentum, a degree of control. It gives some nuance as well as randomness. I really like how initiative is handled in this game and provides a lot of opportunities for either events or NPCs, like in this case, having the goblins be shuffled in there. In this case, the goblins have an initiative of 10.5, so they're always gonna go last after everything else is done. NPCs just kind of follow rudimentary movement based off of how they are described in the scenario, which was really easy to manage. Now, another thing that I absolutely love about this game is how the characters work. You have this character card with really evocative and stylized artwork, and this has a lot of information on it. It has your default abilities. It has abilities with these spin down dials for their cooldowns, which is a really interesting system. And then you have a spin down dial for your health, which if you take a certain amount of damage, you become bloodied, which further affects some of your stats like movement or your armor class. And then you also have an experience point and reaction dial, which again goes into cooldowns or spinning up experience that you claim in order to level up your character and get even more abilities that's done in the midst of playing the game. This is all really easy to manage by taking some of those Dungeons and Dragons concepts that I was talking about earlier. You have on your turn a standard action, a bonus action, and a move action that you can take, and then any number of free actions. Your standard action can be bumped down to either a bonus or a move, and a move action can be bumped down to a bonus, but ultimately for your three core actions, you have these different sectional types of actions you can take, and everything on your character card represents all the actions that you can do and has those little Bs and Ss and uh, indicators for when and how you can take these things. You have ranged attacks, you have melee attacks, you have status effects, you have reaction abilities that can be triggered, and then the cooldowns, you just bump it up equal to the cooldown cost as indicated by the ability, and it ticks down one per turn unless you have a character that allows you to tick down even more based off of taking damage from an opponent or any number of other things. Those are really cool things that you can play with and modify. Gives a lot of distinct personality and a robust feeling, a, a sense of things that you could do, but it keeps it contained and really intuitive on this card. I really loved it. And the leveling up system for each of the characters is cool too, because each character comes with their own abilities that when you trigger a certain amount of experience points, you get to choose, do I want this one or do I want this one? It gives you tactical opportunities, a sense of progression, a sense of direction as you're starting to play. Um, just overall, that experience of the characters and how they feel and act, really great.
Attacking is also an example of this nuanced yet streamlined approach. All of your attacks that you can possibly do are listed on the character card, and each of them list a plus to hit. You roll two d20s, take the higher of the two rolls, add your attack's modifier, and if it meets or exceeds your target's AC, you hit. Of course, this is D&D, so we gotta have crits and fails. If you roll a natural 20, you do a critical hit, adding a bonus defined by the specific character, and rolling a 1 is an auto-fail. And also, while we're on the highlights of this, I do want to say that not just the dials, the character components, but the aesthetic, the presentation is so much better than I've come to expect from WizKids over the years. I was blown away by the pre-printed minis that are in this thing. Like, they just look rad. And that's not something I expected to say out of a WizKids production. I know they've gotten better over the years, especially compared to some of those real uggos from early on, but these feel like a step above, uh, such that I, I, I was really impressed when they came out of the box. And the visual aesthetic of everything is just stellar. I, I really like the art style. I like the box art. I like the character illustrations. It, it really visually knocks it out of the park. Now, what I don't really like about this, I don't know, like when it comes to this game, uh, there is a sense, at least in this mini scenario that came with it, that um, there's a, a certain optimization that might not involve just slugging it out with your opponent. I mean, killing your opponent is really important and it's cinematic, it looks cool, and it disables your opponent, but you can also kill goblins a lot easier, getting a lot more points. And then there's also some things like holding on to Flame Tongue for three points, where if you're going last, you can knock it out of someone's hand, pick it up, and run away. Taking an enormous three-point lead is pretty substantial and doesn't always feel the best. Not that the idea of unique scenarios and objectives are bad. I want creative missions with competing goals. Just this specific mission had some unintended, unthematic consequences to how you might best reap points. Also, some of the management stuff for like keeping track of goblin health, you have just little hokey tokens. This is one of the few elements where the components were a little insufficient. I had one goblin card, I have to keep track of two different goblin health, and I just have little pools of little goblin health that go off to the side. I would have loved to have had two goblin cards to represent the two different goblins. Some of this may just be because this is a preview kit or some of this may be some other stuff. I don't know, but that wasn't that great to manage. And then there are certain things like I can see why when you take an action after moving a couple spaces that you lose all further movement um, is there, especially in a skirmish setup. But I, I feel like it's a step backwards, especially compared to a lot of games out there where you would be able to take partial movements and at least take some sort of actions and then continue on with your movement. Also, the line of sight movement and adjacency uh, distinctions between diagonals and orthogonals is a little bit weird. You can only do orthogonal movement, but when looking at adjacency for any other purpose, diagonal does count as adjacent, which I think is just kind of like an unintuitive thing. If I can swing a sword at someone diagonally, why can't I move in that direction as well? I'm sure there's some game design considerations in there, but it felt arbitrarily restrictive. But outside of that, 
it felt cohesive. It felt smart. It felt engaging. It felt challenging. And we had a great time. I played this twice now and I would easily play it again. And I'm looking forward to checking out the full edition. I especially love that it had a creative objective that wasn't just, yo, you got to murk your opponents. And it gave you reasons to have this kind of push and pull. Do I want to press on the attack? Do I want to go after goblins? I know it did kind of feel murky in the exact point structure, but I think that's part of the this diminutive form that it is in as a preview kit, but I, I see the potential for other things that could be on the horizon. I also like that the characters feel so distinct, and I'm really looking forward to checking out more characters. Now, I will say that my biggest takeaway from all of this is why is this a skirmish game? And that's kind of like the elephant in the room when I was playing the game and when I'm doing this review is, you know, this game is good, but what would make it even better is if these creative objectives and these incredibly interesting characters and great character management systems were applied to a fully cooperative dungeon crawl game. I'm really hoping that Onslaught is... A, a sort of system, a platform that enables that sort of content down the road. PVP is cool, but PVE, that's where it's at. And that's kind of my general impressions. I liked this. I liked this more than I expected to. And while there are some qualms that I have with it, some little niggling things that I'd like to adjust, I still found it to be a really promising first impression. The biggest holdback being that I'd like this to be applied to even more content for the types of experiences that I like the most. So that's it. That's our impressions. That's our thoughts. D&D &D Onslaught. I'm excited about what's coming down the pike. I want to check it out and I'll do a full-fledged review if we get a copy in time in order to do all that and have relevant things to say. And I'm even more excited if we get some cooperative little odds and ends to add to it. And I guess that's it. I mean, I told you we'd keep it pretty cash. What, what were you expecting out of this? All right. Well, thank you for watching. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for being a great audience. And all of the amazing things that this community does makes all of this worthwhile. Tell me what are some of your favorite skirmish games and are there games where you see mechanical identification that you'd like to see applied to other game types? Put it in the comments below. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald.